this week's show, Sheppard United chairman Matt Smith gives us the real cost of lockdown for him and his club. It has been a, uh, a cash machine for me every week that, and, and I need to get money back into the club to pay the players, which isn't great, but it was a commitment we made at the beginning of the season. And Ashford United manager Tommy Warrow reflects on a strange old season and why it was right to bring it to an end. The only thing I'm surprised that is how long it took them to make the decision. Um, I think it's playing the obvious to everyone that the season couldn't restart because we keep getting outbreaks everywhere. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast brought to you in association with SESA Sports Management. Uh, another, well, it's, I just don't know what to keep saying about these weeks. They're just insane. But we've got another good couple of interviews for you uh, lined up this week. So hopefully you'll enjoy them. Uh, and we may even get to the stage where we can make some actual informed decisions on anything that might be happening. But that seems very, very unlikely. Uh, as always, I'm John Phipps. This week had a shout out on BBC Radio 2. That was nothing, though, to do with this podcast. Uh, and on the line now is the man who clearly is the talent uh, of this show, because I never get asked to go on another podcast, Matt Gerrard. How are you, mate? We went on, um, what, what was the shout out? Was it on Ken Bruce's quiz, Brian? I love. No, it was on uh, Popmaster, the show Popmaster. that you love so much you can't even remember the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like a, yeah. I'm here most of the time, but I do like a Popmaster. No, it was on um, Sarah Cox's um, All Request Friday, actually. I bet they played a Queen song or that Biffy Waffles rubbish. You like. No, they didn't actually play any of that. So there what you go. It, it was Mr. Brightside by The Killers. I had nothing to do with the shout oh, out. Right. It was a request by my lovely long suffering oh, right. other half because uh, we, it was our anniversary last week. So we were uh, we were celebrating and we had a little shout on the radio. So. Oh, right. oh, good. Wow. Sarah, Sarah, I, I do listen to Sarah Cox on the way home and uh, I think she's better than um, Zoe Ball in the morning. Uh, oh, definitely. My definite, my basically Radio Two listings, but I do like a bit of Popmaster. Yeah. Nothing better than Popmaster, I'm trying. But apart from that, yeah, I'm just carrying on, mate. Nothing exactly, is it? It's no. Nothing. So you're doing more moonlighting this week. Why am I getting these moonlighting gigs? What, what's what, what's wrong? On, I, do you know what the description was? They he wanted me to come on. Uh, I'll give you tell you what it is. Uh, let me find what he says. Um, well, I hope you're better on theirs than you are on this. Well, clearly, uh, as a Dover super fan, I think he called me. I'm, oh, discussing, right. I'm discussing the um, uh, the Mighty Whites uh, for Maystone's podcast. Talking about oh, oh well, I'm, ad- I'm happy. I'm as going as on my it... Dover Dover head on rather. Than... Oh, good. It was rather than rather than your non-league football expert head. It was your Dover yeah, head. That, that's fine head. then. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. Listeners, I'm happy to never ever be called a Dover Athletic super fan. I'm happy to take that with me as for the rest of my existence. Yeah. So you go, exactly. So other podcasts are available, and we would like to big up the. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you the number. Once it's Maidstone, it's Maidstone United. So whatever it's coming out, because I think they're waiting on various bits if the decisions are ever made. But as we've known for the last four hundred <laughs> weeks, during this, decisions are never made. So there you go. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah. So well, well, good luck with that. I hope it goes well for you. But uh, remember where you got your big break um, when when all this yeah, happens. Okay, yeah. Thanks, man. It's our 162nd episode this week. I uh, had a conversation about this one, actually, when uh, when Hody filled in for you a few weeks ago, mate, uh, because that's the number of games that each baseball team plays in a regular season, 162. That's pretty much one every other day for a whole year. It's just, it, surely that's overkill. Can you, can you imagine? I'd love to go to a baseball game. Yeah, I'd like. Uh, yeah, I'd like to go to a game, but... You know, you play the same team so many times. Can you imagine if, like, there was 162 games in the National League and nine times in a season you were watching Dover against Woking? 
dreams are alive, mate, on that. No, well, I don't, I, I, it goes on for hours as well, baseball, doesn't it? Yeah. So, no, I don't know why they get 162 from. That must be some sort of... So, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know. They're all playing little leagues, but not in the leagues, isn't it? Sort of yeah, in the conferences league. and all that. I asked Tony to like, come up with a a system that to explain how it would work, like putting all the Kent clubs into a system. But yeah, they've got the American League and the National League, and they've got the East, Central and West. And I don't know if that means they play the teams in their own league more times. Than, oh, it's 162 games a season is insane. They're paid well, though, aren't they? But if, you're the, if you're the pitcher, I can figure the thrower then, your arm must bloody hurt, isn't it? They probably have hundreds of them, don't they? But, uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I appreciate that. But what about the people who don't get paid the big bucks? What about the press people and the, uh, oh, right. you know, the, the massagers? The and MLB non-baseball podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, what about the, the MLB podcast people? Are they doing, like, a show for every match? Oh. Yeah. We're struggling enough to fill stuff for one show well, a week. We are struggling, mate, at the moment, aren't we, to be honest? Oh, well, I've had a rough week this week. We'll talk about it at the end. But uh, it took me a long time to get any motivation to sort anything out for this week's show. But I got there in the end. Two good interviews coming up. So, uh, yeah, so it's been one of those. But, uh, yes, yeah, so we're, well, we're getting there anyway. Uh, so we'll start with one of those interviews then. I've also not had time to write any scripts, so I am literally just writing this off on the fly. Uh, but yes, we'll start with one of our interviews, an interview that I actually carried out about 20 minutes ago. I started it. Uh, so Matt's not had a chance to listen to it. But uh, obviously, we're trying to get as many different voices as we can. A uh, friend of the show, Sheffield United chairman Matt Smith, uh, got in touch with him today. So he, he's never afraid to, to give his views on various bits and pieces. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to find out from him uh, the latest from everything that's going on with the ITES and, and how they're kind of shaping up and... And there's some very interesting bits in this, actually, to be fair. So here is the Sheppey United chairman, Matt Smith. When we're making plans ready for next year, obviously there's talk of a, a new tournament that's going to be coming out from the scaffold. I've got a meeting on Thursday to discuss that. So we'll, we'll be entered into that or some form of tournament. So we, we just get planning for next year, really, based on step five football. But looking at the, the things that are circulating on social media, it looks like there could be promotion and, and it could involve us, it could involve Chatham, could involve Corinthians. So I think that's all up in the air at the moment as well, isn't it? It really is. It's, it's such a, it must be so frustrating for, for all three of you because I've said myself on several occasions that as far as I'm concerned, all three of you over the two seasons combined, no one could make an argument against any of you being promoted. And I suppose as a chairman of one of those clubs, it must be so frustrating that you've not had the chance to get over the line. Very frustrating. I think the other frustrating part is, is being part of the, the same league as well, in that the same clubs are now going to go again for the third year. And, and, and that's a real big frustration. Because for me, if, if we didn't get up this year and Corinthians and Chatham did... I'd be over the moon for both of those clubs. It, it wouldn't. It just means two of the bigger sides have gone for me. So, it, it, for me, I, I really want promotion to happen, be that involving us or not involving us. Uh, I obviously would love it to involve us, but if it doesn't, we go again next year. But I think the league does need a freshen up because the, the likes of Kennington in the division below, they they should be in our league, shouldn't they? they they've shown with the teams they've beaten and everything else that they should be in our league. Absolutely, and and that is that that is the thing, isn't it? And a, a lot of people are saying exactly the same sort of thing about how it has just been the same teams and everything like that. And I suppose it, it must be difficult for for you. You're a well supported club, and and I wonder, if, you know, if, if there's some concerns that people would be like, oh, it's the same lot again. 
I think that could be the case. I think being up at the top of the league obviously excites a lot of supporters, which is good news. So hopefully we're going to keep that going next year if, if we're back in step five or, or whatever league we're playing in next year. I, I, I just want the support. I think everybody wants football back at the moment, but we just want it back safely, don't we? And we want next season to complete. It's not just about trying to get back again. It, it's knowing we're going to complete the season or the plan is in place to complete a season somehow. And, and I think that's what the FA have got the unenviable decision now to do is to try and restructure the league, however they do that. We've been trying to use results and, and I don't see how they can do that just from last year, to you, to be honest. No, I can't. Another thing I, I know you've been sort of talking about on social media is, is your season ticket holders and I know you're really grateful to, to them. And Have you decided what you're doing with those who paid for this season? Are refunds being offered or, or, or things like that or just pushing them forward to next year? I think we're going to push them forward into next year. We're going to offer credits on the games that they've had from last year into the season coming up. That, that's the way we want to try and do it because obviously as a club, we haven't got too much money to throw around giving back to supporters, so we want to use that as more of a credit into next year rather than trying to give money back. If supporters are desperate for money because times are hard, we would obviously take a case-by-case -case example and, and talk to them about that. But I think that the feedback I've had, which the supporters have been fantastic, is that they, they just want to donate last season's season ticket to fee towards the club, which is brilliant news for us. But I, I understand that money is tight for everyone at the moment, so... It's yeah, we're just going to roll it forward as a credit. Is the the short answer to to that one? You the the work that Sheffield United do isn't just about a, your team that plays on a Saturday. It's about the community and everything as well. How much has that all been hit by everything that's gone on in the past year? Oh, it's, it's impacted everything, hasn't it? To be honest, and for, for us as a club, we we because I'm quite remote from the club, we we haven't been as as at the forefront of that like the likes of Chatham have. And, and teams like that because I think they've done some great work Chatham I was talking to Kevin only on uh, Monday I think it was and, and I've just congratulated him for the great work he's doing in his community with his mental health advisor and all that sort of stuff so for, for us I just want to get the club back open so we can get supporters back in they're seeing their friendly faces and, and, and getting, getting them back in the ground and enjoying their football and this competition to, towards the end of the season, I know there's been some scepticism from, from various parts, but, but you're up for it, are you, Sheffield United? I think we, we will be part of a competition, be that a scaffold competition, be that a step three and uh, step four and five competition. I, I'm not sure yet. We're, we're going to see what, what the scaffold provide and, and, and see where that goes. We, we've got some, some works happening at the ground, so we, we may not be playing at home during that, be that as it may, we still want to keep playing because we want to get the players back going ready for next year. And, and the decision that I've got a call with Ernie and Marcel later on this week to discuss what we do, whether we start competing back in April or we hang out until end of May to then carry on all the way through to next season. That That's a, another consideration to add into it. Well, how's it work for, for players at, at Sheppey? Are, are they still being paid anything or is it because they're non-contract? It's all just forgotten about or what? I was going to laugh then, John. I, I wish there were all non-contracts. <laughs> for, for us, for us, John, we, we do have contracted players and they've been continued to play, pay throughout this period. We, we unfortunately had an issue with the inland revenue, which means we haven't been awarded the furlough scheme, which is not great news. So it, it has been a, uh, a cash machine for me every week that, and, and I need to get money back into the club to pay the players, which 
isn't great, but it was a commitment we made at the beginning of the season to secure key players so they wouldn't just go off elsewhere. So that that's what we have to do, unfortunately. That's a byproduct of having contracted players. And I, to be honest, that they're guys we want to keep on for next year as well. So I want to make sure they're happy and staying with us. So that's been like a massive undertaking for for you and the club then to to basically be paying up money for essentially nothing because you, they're not even playing football. So that must be a, must be a really tough decision that you've had to make there. Yes, but, but I'm a man of my word, and I said it to the players on a call I had with them a couple of weeks back that that money was getting tight and we were going through the, the ringer with it. But I said to them, I promised you in. Uh, August, and I sat down with you and, and signed you as contracted players, I would pay you, and I will always honour that. So we, we will honour that until I think it's the last week in April is when we, we stop paying that, and, and then we go again ready for next year, hopefully, and secure their services ready to start again in uh, August. And that is the big thing, isn't it? We, we want to make sure that next season, which is hopefully going to be a complete full season, everyone's ready to go, everyone's fit and well, and we're all good to go. That, that's the big thing, isn't it? it? It's making sure all the clubs are still there, making sure they're all healthy. And, and the scaffold directors of the scaffold have done brilliantly with supporting clubs and, and, and helping them through. But that's the other part, and making sure all our supporters return and, and getting back playing, because that's what everybody wants, don't they? And we all want it. We've all missed it. I think the whole National League debacle, that, that bubbles on, doesn't it? And less I say, I've had the best, so... <laughs> I think it's just, for us, it's just get back playing next August and, and we're obviously going to have this friendly tournament of sorts, however that plays out. And, and we just try and get back to some sort of normality next season. Touch wood. Good chat as always, Matt. You've not heard it, but the headline from that is that all of the contracted Sheffield United players have been, since August, paid their full salary every single week and that is going on until the end of April uh, that is an amazing undertaking uh, from Sheppey and I they've not been able to put players on furlough uh, so the outgoings of that club are are massive so full credit uh, to Matt and he mentioned the manager um, Ernie Batten there as well for keeping them keeping that going uh, all through all of this I think it's a uh, again I think you explained to me that they couldn't furlough the players because something um, some tax reason so I have to say, I'm sure there's not a lot of people who are doing that. Or even if they clubs could do it, they wouldn't do it. So I think um, Sheffield United, you have to praise them for that. Hopefully, they can get some sort of money back from from some grant or something going forward. But that is a, you know, really you have to say that's remarkable. And I'm sure the players will really appreciate that going forward. You won't see many of their players leaving at the end of the season. I thought because you, you know. They've, the, 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 the faith of club have put in them by preparing to pay their wages. The players should um, do the same from there. But, you know, fantastic. I have to say, fair play to him. That's what he said there. He said that, you know, they're playing the long game, hoping that that loyalty will be rewarded. And, and, I, and I do hope for their yeah. sake that it is. And, and you know, very interesting there. There's been the spreadsheet doing the rounds this week, which I put out on social media uh, the other day. But there is the possibility that something's going to happen in terms of this restructure. And, and Matt there basically is saying, it doesn't, even if it's not us who benefits from this, I would love there to be some different teams, Kennington coming up, and two of, at least two of the three who've dominated the scaffold in the past two seasons get, getting a promotion that they deserve. Hey, I saw that thing you put out. Where's that come from? Tony Kempster? Was it? It's a similar sort of thing to that, yeah. So um, it's, it's it's been doing the rounds. But... You know, th- and that and that's that and that said, 
match, Corinthian and Sheppey would be promoted, wouldn't it? It did, yeah, it did say Corinthian and Sheppey, but there is obviously this still debate about Chatham and the extra three points that they may or may not have, so we'll wait and see what happens on that. But if it can be done, and and there has been some common sense, there can be no promotion from step three and four, well, we kind of knew that there wouldn't be any promotion from step three because of the National League, and we'll talk about that and the latest farcical twists in that uh, <laughs> shortly. But if they can do it, why not do it? You know, there are teams who deserve to be promoted. Let's promote them. Uh, if they've got, they've got plenty of time to do this. You know, they've got to, to sort this out, liaise with clubs. If clubs like um, Sheffield is saying, it doesn't have to be us. The teams that deserve to go up should think. So the time now is FA to talk to these clubs, talk to the leagues, and I think that. Football's got to move on over this period, which it hasn't done. And, I, and as we said last week, I don't think having the same, a league with three teams in it or three consecutive seasons with all the same teams in it is healthy for the division. So this is a perfect opportunity for the clubs to talk to the FA, talk to the league and say, yeah, we want to, let's move it on, get the pyramid going again and then go forward from there. Perfect opportunity. And I'm sure everything like what Matt, Matt Smith said there, a lot of clubs will feel exactly the same. And I think the thing is as well is, is this is an, they have got time, like you're saying. It is a bit of a clean slate, I suppose. And they're not going to be controversially relegating anyone. And I think that's the big thing. You know, if they were going to be saying, like, like they did last year with Ebsfleet, and, and whether they got that right or wrong, it's still up for debate as far as I'm concerned. But it's not as if they're saying to a team at the bottom of the Ismail League South East, right, well, you've not been good enough. Over the seven games you've played, we're sending you down. They're not doing that. What they what that proposal would be is just putting teams up to make the pyramid as they want to make it at steps three and four, and just make filling filling gaps and getting it all level so that they're in a good position so that when whatever godforsaken mess ends up happening with the national league next season, they're they're in the best position to provide the clubs necessary to to make that happen. And, and I just don't I don't see any harm in it. So what argument is there against this? Well, the only thing is, I think it's probably unfair on levels three and four because they might kick off saying, why aren't we getting promoted as well on that basis? But there's no harm on the levels they've gone from there if they can get some sort of formula that... On that form, that you said, spreadsheet you sent through, was that based on league positions this season? Or is it... I think it's over the two. Right. right um, and if, if clubs are happy with that, there's no reason why they shouldn't do it. Yeah, I think also they have, uh, on this spreadsheet, they have promoted teams into step three, which is another key thing. So they have put up Hastings, one team from each step four division they've put up. Yeah, Hastings deserved in in that situation as far as I'm concerned. Um, So they've they've put up six teams. Uh, Morden and Tiptree definitely deserve their promotion as well. I can't comment on where Berkhamstead, Leaktown and Workington, but they've put them up. I actually know, tell a lie, they have actually put up a team from step three as well. They've put up four teams from step three. So that is probably the sticking point for that whole uh, start Word there. Them, they? They've put the, they put up four. Uh, South Shields, obviously, I think they deserve it as well. Tamworth, Truro, Tiverton and Worthing are the, are the ones they've put up. So Craig Wanderers will be left down even though they've been second and second. But that's by the by. But then it's the creation of the Southern Football League One East. So the the Southern League is going to be getting another division. Uh, And they've decided that the best way to do that is to create that. And that would mean uh, Whiteleaf would move into that from the Eastman League Southeast and Three Bridges, according to their own own, uh, maps, and Chichester, which would make the Eastman League South 
have a couple of gaps, and they filled those gaps in the Eastman South with Lansing and Newhaven from the Sussex League and uh, Corinthian and Sheppey. Uh, obviously, you'll find no complaints with me if uh, all of the Kent teams get to play at Newhaven next season. Uh, and I've said before, I said to Matt there, Corinthian and Sheppey United deserve to be promoted. Chatham Town would also deserve to be promoted. Let's make it happen. My, my only concern on this is if you do have clubs saying, oh, that's not fair, and it will stop it in its tracks. So it's just got to make sure, again, probably to another resolution, if that, that will probably cause chaos. But yeah, the FA, you know, They've got, well, when the fixture's done, the league's normally done by the June, so they've got three months here yeah. to go through this, sort it out. There's no reason why Fine not. tooth comb. Yeah, to, to sort all this out. So, um, uh, again, clearly somebody has done this off their own back, so get them involved, because clearly they know how it all works as well. So, um, yeah, that's it sounds promising for certain things like that, yeah. Yeah, but I, I still, as much as I would love it to happen, I still am not confident that... Uh, we shall see what happens going forward. Uh, let's move on and, and talk about, about the Eastman League because we haven't really mentioned it too much. We kind of brushed it under the carpet a little bit. Uh, but we, we we need to talk about the, their teams. Obviously, their season is over. The Eastman League have said there's no cup competition for us later on in the season. Uh, we're, we don't want to host anything. Uh, so you kind of left your own devices from here. That is the end. We'll see you in, in August. Uh, so I decided it was a good opportunity to speak to a manager from the uh, from the Eastman League. And looking around, Ashford United, normally a pretty proactive club, pretty busy. Not a lot of activity on their social medias, not since November time. Uh, similar uh, on their website. So it's all been pretty quiet there. Uh, Tommy Warlow, lovely bloke, friend of the show. So I gave him a, dropped him a text this morning, managed to sort out speaking to the Ashford United manager, Tommy Warlow, about his thoughts about the end of the season. So here he is, the Ashford United manager, Tommy Warlow. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously last year was the same uh, at the end of it all, when it was getting quite interesting. That was a bit, uh, bit hard to take as well. Uh, but this one, the only, if there is a plus to come out of it, the only plus is that there was only six games into it. Um, so obviously uh, there's so much still to play for. Uh, the only thing I'm surprised that is how long it took them to make a decision. Um, I think it's blatantly obvious to everyone that the season couldn't restart because there was, we keep getting outbreaks everywhere. It'll be stop, start, stop, start, stop, start again. So, um, but it's done now with, um, it's not a waste of words. It depends how you look at it from an elder, from the elder player's point of view, they're a year older. Um, and from the younger player's point of view, they've missed out on the years worth of experience in football. So, uh, but you've got to remember why it was. It's, so, you know, the bad epidemic has killed people. We've got to make sure that it's safe before we get back. And I suppose the, the league have said, you know, no extra cup competitions. What, what are your thoughts on that? Would you like to have something at the end of the season just to get some fans in and see some faces? Well, if fans can come in, but then you've got to get the boys back, get them fit. And it's been such a long time. I mean, I've had a few uh, managers asking if we want a friendly in April and May. And to be honest with you, John, it's been such a while. I'm like, well, no, we've just told me I've spoken to all my players and we're just going to leave it. We'll do a normal report back in the June, stroke July for a normal pre season and bed it into getting them fit and preparing for next season because um, it's going to take a while to, to obviously get them going again. And I, I can't really see the point of it for a couple of games, but I remember as well, we've not got over the first hurdle yet regarding. Um, the dates they're setting. Now, the kids have gone back to school. Obviously, they're waiting to see what happens with it. Um, so, there's, there's too many twists and turns and possibilities. And uh, I'd rather not mess about it all and just say to the boys that we're going to pull back and we're going to crack on and get our heads down. Please, God, as normal in June, July. 
it's been pretty quiet around the club. I know Ash are normally pretty good at, at getting bits and pieces, but it seems to just all, all sort of all sort of come to a halt, I suppose, since, since November, since you stopped playing. Yeah, I think, I think it's the same, basically, with all, all clubs. I think we're trying to set the academy up. Um, I might be trying to see if we can have a little go at that again this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, the club, obviously, we rely heavily on functions. Um, that's obviously a taboo, so uh, I know Don's been up there with Derek, but Don's up there every day doing bits and bobs around the ground, but um, yeah, there's, there's not, to be honest with you, John, there's not been a great deal to do, um, we're just focusing on hopefully getting the nucleus of the squad back for next season, making sure the, the club's financially strong uh, to sort of try and compete again next year. Um, as I keep saying, the most important thing is to make sure that this, uh, this epidemic calms down and we get some sort of normality back into our lives. Quite an ambitious club, Ashford, and you're certainly moving in the right direction. So I guess fr- from that point of view, not that there would ever have been a good time for something like this to happen, but it's it, it's come at a bad time, hasn't it, for for the progress you were making both on and off the field? Yeah, we was, um, I think the first time we came in, we sort of got to the playoff final the first season we had there. Obviously, there was a Ferrari about uh, coming in and obviously changes, etc. And we just got going and missed out on the playoff final, which... You know, again, I felt it was a massive ask from our players to do it on the Tuesday and the Thursday or Friday night. We the final on Saturday. Uh, both games went to extra time, so we couldn't have asked for much more. So it was a great foundation to build on. Uh, obviously, the second season, we were, we were second. We were top and lost to BCD and went second when the, when the season finished. And this year, we rebuilt again. Um, looked to get the academy going. Uh, and again, the squad I was more than happy with. Uh, and I, I know he's with the thereabouts again. But like you say, uh, unfortunately, the Athletic turned up and it kind of pushed the, the, you know, the football, the academy. And like you say, all the functions, we just, obviously, we've inherited, uh, sorry, we have purchased a, a massive marquee to uh, push the club forward as well, uh, financially with some uh, functions. But again, everything, everything like you say, on and off the pitch, just got scattered. But at the moment, Football-wise, and off the pitch-wise, if the club was going in the right direction, hopefully we can pick that back up. I suppose you've already mentioned sort of next season. I guess there'll be no excuses for not being exactly the position you want to be in when the season does kick off. Yeah, listen, we uh, we, were, we were sitting sort of mid to eleventh, but the performances did affect the results. Um, so I wasn't at all fast. Uh, we got Jay May, which was a big miss, and we were looking to replace that uh, that that side of it. But the rest of it, we was fine. Um, so I've spoken to all the boys and it is like two or three months till we uh, report back and I will be speaking to them as and when nearer the time they've all said they're happy to come back and looking forward to it but a lot happens in football in two or three months so uh, all we can do is just guide see what happens off the pitch and then um, work our way around making our way back into it um, when it's right has it been one of those where you've kind of had to take the responsibility of speaking to people and looking after people's mental health, I suppose, in these times? Well, we just to the boys, listen, we're always there for them. Um, it, it, it is, um, some lads have not been affected by it regarding work. Some boys have. Uh, but it's just like you say, it's just the interaction that you miss. Um, it does break your week up doing a Tuesday, Thursday and a Saturday with the football. Um, and until it's taken away from you like this... You know, you don't realise what, you know, I think some of the boys won't realise what a big part of the life it was. Um, and, not, and I keep saying, don't take it all for granted because your career goes so quick. 
it's just a shame that we've been robbed off the season through, uh, through no fault of anybody's really. But if any boys have got any problems, this is the one thing they know that the door is always open, the phone is always there. Um, and as far as I'm aware, all the lads are fine. They're just like every other player and manager you talk to, just frustrated, bored, fed up and just want to get back. But realise that it's, you know, it's, it's the correct thing that we're all doing at the moment. I think the phrase "proper football man" uh, can be misused, but Tommy Warlow certainly knows the uh, knows the game and made some very good points there, Matt. Yeah, I think Tommy uh, Tommy has knows what football as you mentioned the hardest season he's had in his time. Uh, I, 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 we all think it's the right decision. Again, his point is why it took so long. I'm thinking about a little bit wise from there, but Ashford solidly won club being a bit quiet but I think this is what certain clubs are they have you know batting down the hatches and ready to go again I think a decision of starting a competition is probably the right thing certain clubs might want to play certain ones do they do but Tommy's a he's a probably a, a player's manager if you know what I mean he, he's always there with a um, you can listen have a chat with him as well so I think he's got the concern of his players involved and he's probably going to say to them right see you in the beginning of July hopefully when we're all a little bit better and we can all go again and forget about this season and go from there and try and get this completed. So I think wise decisions from there. Um, I think yeah, Tommy, Tommy, as ever, talking sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was interesting when he basically said, you know, I, I think it's a sensible thing to do. It's just to to wash our hands of it and 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 come back. And and obviously the point about uh, this season is 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 absolutely right. They had played six league games. You can't judge a whole season on six league games because, if we're being brutally honest, Dover would normally have played six league games by the end of August. Oh, well, probably more from there, isn't it? I would have thought in that point of view. So I think, yeah, again, frustrating for Tommy when he's got players coming in and will he be able to regroup a squad together again? Again, the likes of Corinthian and uh, Sheffield, if they come out, it might be difficult in some of his players might move on, but anybody who's up for a challenge is Tom and, he, and he'll sort his players in. But again, a bit like Sheppy, if Tommy's been loyal to those players over this period, you know, talking to them, helping them out in some ways if they've got issues, They'll use that and say, we'll go back to Ashford again and see what Ashford can do. Yeah, and, and, and obviously Ashford, as he kind of said there, they were lost in the playoff final in his in his first season. They were there or thereabouts last season. Not so, so strong this season, but you just know they are a club who have got the potential. They're, they're one of the ones in, in that league who you could see easily competing at the next level up. Yeah, I think so. I think that the structure off the place with Tommy involved. Tommy... Tommy is probably, you know, he's done well in the Conference South. He's probably a, ma- a level below where he should be. He probably thinks he can manage in the Ryman Premier. So I think uh, it's a it's a club that going in the right direction if he can get the players in. Interesting summer for a lot of clubs, I would have thought. How are they going to attract players? What if players want to carry on? Or how are they going to do it? I would have thought a lot of players will be available whatever level. If they haven't been playing football, they want to play at the level they can, the highest they can get some football in it. So it'll be interesting to see where Tommy's transfer working's doing, if he brings a lot of players in from elsewhere. Yeah, interesting times for a lot of our clubs, I've thought, coming up. Oh, absolutely. I think that this summer is going to be fascinating to see where clubs end up going and uh, and what they end up doing. And, and I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement of players. I think we've seen loyalty. I think loyalty is going to be rewarded. I think there'll be a couple of clubs who will probably get players maybe to drop down a level and, and that might have had an impact on people with everything that's going on. But I think, by and large, I think it's going to be pretty similar stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You would have thought if they'd been looked after, right? We're going to go again this season and maybe try and, if we had a good side last season, well, let's, let's go again. Forget about forget about what's gone on. 
see what we can do. Yeah, interesting to see what happens on there. Will there be clubs with a bit of money? If they've had to furlough players, they've got a bit of money. Will they try and invest that back into the squad? We'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk then about the farce. Um, the last thing I heard about the uh, the idea to play this North and South competition is that it's going to go ahead, apparently. Um, or they, well, this this was the article I sent you at the weekend. that They're, they're oh, right, close yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. an agreement which would see uh, the, the clubs who want to play in the North and South uh, forming a league uh, with fixtures to, to be arranged. So I don't know who's going to organise these fixtures, but they will be arranged. And they will try to keep Matt the travelling. good at organising fixtures. I'm it is. Them. Yeah, nominate panting yeah. um but the plan is to make the it regional uh, we're well not regionalized but to make sure that all the uh longer journeys are, are carried out the weekends so um you know the completely makes sense trip between eastbourne and filed will take place on a saturday rather than a tuesday i had a point um, for this though because there's gonna be like five northern teams and 13 southern teams yep. so clearly there is going to be a far eastbourne could have to go to filed on a tuesday yeah, because of the averages, you know, the weight of average of the teams. I thought that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So th- and and the plan is at the end of this competition there'll be two teams promoted, uh, one automatically and one through the playoffs. So they're going to have playoffs as well, uh, and that those teams will be added to the National League for next season with no relegation, meaning that having had 23 teams this season, the National League will now have 25 teams, meaning a 48 game season. Um. I just it just doesn't make any sense to me, uh, Matt. I, I I think that twenty a twenty five team division is is a very very strange idea, isn't it? Yes. Um, going on that point from my point of view, that keeps Dover up. But the thing is that Dover will get points deducted. So of course you would have five teams down. Dover could start minus thirty. What is the point of Dover playing in that division? Because <laughs> they're relegated anyway. Yeah. So well, that's the question. Um, if Dover get minus 30, I'm picking that out of the air. It could be it could be minus one for all the bloody national egos. What is the, Dover might as well just say, well, we'll go to the Conference South because it's pointless, isn't it? Well, the other thing as well is if they do do this league and the two teams promoted both come from the National League South, which is feasible. Say it's Dorking well, and Dartford. Well, averages, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Say it's Dorking and Dartford or it's uh, Dartford and, and Ebbsfleet. Well, or- it- yeah, well, of course, Welling. Um, that would mean there'd be 25 teams in the National League top flight, 19 in the National League South. What sort of competition is that where you've got a six-team... Disp- <laughs> 19 in one, 25 in another. I, genuinely, Matt, and this may upset you, I'd relegate Dover just to even up the numbers. Well, it makes sense. To be honest, it doesn't. Well, you cannot have teams play. What you can't have is you're 25 and not. You can't have two teams at the whole lot playing every week unless you just have a random friendly against that. No, that's. But again, nobody. Again, this article seemed, you know, nothing's gone on from since. We've got Dorking playing against South End Reserves on Saturday. Yep. It's all gone very, very quiet. Gloucester are saying it's all coming, it's coming a thing. You've got clubs who weren't, who didn't sign the form before, like Kettering saying. We're not getting involved, but nobody expects you to get involved, Kettering, because um, you didn't want to get involved in the first place. So why are you letting people know? So I've got no idea what it's. But the thing is, it, if it gets to go ahead, I would have thought um, use your your boys Eastbourne. Are they are they playing matches? Yeah, uh, they played Charlton under twenty threes at home last night. Oh, did they win? No, they lost. Oh dear. 
Right. Um, who's, who's, who's furloughed the players? Chelmsford. Chelmsford. Haven't they furloughed a few? I, th- Chel- I think so. So, well, Chelmsford, right. We get, say, tomorrow, right, the league's starting up. I wouldn't have thought that Chelmsford were going to say, well, we need at least two weeks break to get players fit. So, that's basically, that's the end of March, isn't it? Yep. And how are you going to fit in 17 games, would it be? Yep. April, May. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, fair play to these people who organise this. We don't know the full details. It's only the thing. But the National League, what the hell are you doing with Dover? Nobody did it. We haven't played for since six weeks. We could be getting fined £5,000 a game and we're not playing. I don't, it, that is the thing. What, Nobody that, knows. I can't understand why they're not make, saying something decisive. Why they're not taking action. And, you know, I, I, I remember a few weeks ago we were discussing, I wonder what the, what the sponsors are making of this, like Vanarama. They must be embarrassed to be involved in No, no, no. New three-year contract for Vanarama to sponsor the league. So it just feels like the National League is, is beyond reproach. No one's holding them to account. And th- this farce is going on. Why aren't they coming out saying, putting a statement out saying, right, well, in principle, we're up for this idea if, if we can make it work, but we need to do this, this, and this, and this. Or... There was a vote. It was voted that the season's over. The season's over. Pipe down, everybody. But there's no over, leadership. You're out. There you go. Just yeah. do that. Yeah. There's no leadership, is there? It, it just... It, it, we were led to believe this resolution from the new league from the North and South has got to go to all the clubs. So if I was, you know, Jim Parmenter, surely he's got to go 28 days. He waits till 27, hour, 27 days, 23 hours, 59 minutes to put his vote in. Golly. It yeah. just doesn't make any. It's you thought by now. I know there's they said in that thing. There's um, uh, and I'm written non-disclosure report, isn't it? Because so only clubs are talking about themselves. Nothing seems to have got out. So I've got no, no idea what's um. Well, you'd have thought. I think well, something's got to happen sooner rather than later. The National League have you know when they've announced that the Vanarama are continuing. Well done, Vanarama. But clearly, do something with Dover now. You've yeah. got to say something because you've got Kings Lynn buying players, furloughing all their best players. Clearly, they're waiting. The manager's moaning, saying, we haven't got a squad. It's a farce. Clearly, they're waiting to see what happens to Dover. And yeah. if, it, if it goes in Dover's side, Kings Lynn, there we go. They're out as well. Yeah. She's just turning into... They're making a difficult situation even more difficult by their lack of action. Yeah. And I, th- I thought when the, um, the, ch- uh, the chief executive's been out on a couple of other podcasts, not ours, got, but um, there, you thought, oh, right, yeah, maybe there is something that's going to change, but clearly nothing's changing. No. They, must, they must have an idea. Well, I'm just still bemused. It, just, you know, for, for Dover's sake, you know, let us know what's going on. Yeah. If so, even, even, I mean, this time last year, we were starting to, the, the virus was starting to take hold. Um, and, you know, we were starting to see that I think that this weekend last year was the last time we had yeah. crowds in and bits and pieces like that. But if someone had said to you in a year's time, this is what's going to have happened in amongst all of the unbelievable stuff that has gone on. I'm putting this National League North South farce near the very, very top of things. That I'd have gone. No, 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 no. That's a bit far fetched. Yeah. There. Again, you know what the FA is like. Didn't I read the FA haven't actually done the resolution on null and void yet, have they? So they no, got that's that. not, no, that's not been approved yet. So they have got to put a league in. If, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, the time frame is going to kill this, I'm sure. 
yeah. it might be the best thing in the world. But do you think do you think the National League, the the, the the FA and the National League are just thinking if we keep delaying this, they won't have time to do it? Could well be. Could well be. Because there must be a cut off. I see the football league and and then Ryman said they might start seventh, didn't it? Seventh of August. So yeah. Clearly, they want to start the season. In August, so you cannot have teams playing in July, can you? Or no. in the middle of June here, because you've got uh, so. And you got well, especially you've got to organise fixtures and everything like that. You know, less of a problem at the at the Isthmian League level, I suppose. But um, you know, in the National League, is that they've got to get these fixtures sorted and they've got to start doing it. And they're not going to be able to say, right, well, we've got to wait until we've decided which of the National League South North hybrid teams are going to come up before we can do any fixtures because you, you just can't do that. So it's, it's, it is very, very strange. I'm just bemused by, you know, nothing is happening. Um, and, and now from a David's point of view, let us know what's going on, please. Because um, Andy Hessenthaler would like to know. I, I would like to know. Um, yeah. Do, do you know what? It doesn't really affect me, but I'm quite interested. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah. Not today. Um, well, and people like Dartford, if they're going ahead, but, you know, if Dartford played any games, I don't think they have, so, you know, it's... Yeah. Well, if they are playing games, uh, they are not shouting about them, unlike other teams who are making a big song and dance and want everybody to know that they're still playing because they're ready. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm just getting fed up. Just give a resolution on this. You know? Yeah. yeah. Just... Well, one thing I will say, though, Go on. My, I've said two things this season that I bet that Effie, uh, Jackson would score more league goals than Effie Young. That's going to happen because Effie Young seems to be boot, lost it and not counted. It's not playing. Yep. I do believe in the nine games in hand, if David continued to play, they would get more. They would get at least three points <laughs> go ahead of Barnett. That that's that's a big big claim, mate. But, well, I, I say we were getting better before we were curtailed. Yes. If on nine games in hand, we would have got. You reckon you, there, you reckon in those nine games in hand, there's one team worse than Dover? Uh, no, we'd, we'd get three or points. Three teams as good as Dover. Uh, we, no, we would get three, three points in those nine games to go ahead. And if Barnett stopped now, we would finish above Barnett and we carried on. I've got okay. absolutely no doubt. All right. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I have that one. Also, what am I doing in my life when I'm constantly checking my phone? Of a Tuesday for the National League score is working on. We they've got we've got they've got twelve games now. We've got twelve games now of them. If we win six of them, we'll go ahead of them. What am I doing with my life? It's pointless, isn't it? That is absolute madness. Yeah. yeah um, oh, that's all we could do with them. I'm looking at the league table, thinking, what the hell are you doing, Louis? Get alive. Well, I mean, looking at it now, I've got it in front of me, and and you know, you're only. 13 points off Weymouth with 10 games in hand on him, mate. <laughs> and I'm guessing you've got to play them. So, right. you know, that's... Well, you know. In some way... Well, games names don't mean a thing. Well, I don't mean a thing. <laughs> we're not going to play them. But I'm pretty confident we get these points here. <laughs> so, so is that, in, that, in that sort of roundabout way, I'm sort of saying a moral victory that Dover would stay up. Well, to, to be fair, if you are in threat of being relegation, stopping playing a third of the way through the season is the surefire way to make sure you don't go down. Yeah, yeah but, but I, I think we would. We were getting better. If we were carried on playing at that point, we would have picked up points. I'm sure we yeah. would have done because we were getting better. Again, we'd have, 
we're not playing. We're not. We're never going to play this season again. But yeah, I still think we'd catch. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Well, yeah, we could do that. So, which is very sad of me, really. When late ten o'clock on a Tuesday evening, thinking, yeah, games are there. We could stay up here. Two more things about the actual National League table. Uh, I mean, obviously, Bromley, uh, just outside the playoff places after their impressive win at Eastleigh uh, on Saturday. Good result for Neil Smith and his men. Uh, But I'm very interested in the very top of the table where I see the words Sutton and United. And do you know what this season really needs more than any other, Matt, is for a team with a 3G pitch to get promoted into the Football League? Well, my theory would be when I got there that, well, a Sutton, who do so much off the pitch, would never rip their pitch up. Yeah, whereas Harrogate were happy to rip theirs up last year. I think Sutton is a different kettle of fish. And do you not remember what the what the brilliant National League rule is on that one? If you refuse promotion to the Football League, you get relegated to the National League South. Maybe that's their plan. Then they're hoping that's going to even it all up by automatically relegating Sutton for refusing to rip up the pitch. Yes, <laughs> I would have thought. Yes, it doesn't make any sense on that basis. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, once again, I'm mute. Yeah. Sutton, when I've been there, Sutton would never, because before the games, you always um, uh, always see loads of kids on there. Yeah. So um, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it, I'm sure. But then yeah. they'll be, well, maybe uh, set I just, I, 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 I really. I, 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 one part of me thinks it will be hilarious. I want this to happen so much. Sutton to go up and uh, who else? Is Who's other non? Probably, we like Bromley. Bromley yeah. would rip the pitch up because they could do it. Yeah. Sutton and Bromley to go up. The meltdown from the Chesterfield, the Wrexhams of that would be, be brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. It'd be amazing. So we're, we're going for the non-league team. Yeah, we, of course. We want Smudger up. So we're going go Bromley promoted. I think they would probably rip the pitch up. I think their model would there. Sutton really... Did I read somewhere that Sutton could um, put grass on top of that? So when they didn't play that... I think I read, heard something there. Yeah. Interesting times ahead. But well, don't see what happens. Any conversation, David would get at least three points in the nine games that they had on Barnet. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Uh, this weekend, Bromley do play at home to Barnet, uh, the team who are only being kept off the bottom by Dover not playing football. Uh, and then Bromley are in action as well on Tuesday night as they go to face Yeovil. Uh, still got some fixtures for Dover, actually, Matt. You're playing at Solihull on, on Tuesday. Manager of Solihull as well. Well, we know, yes. When they were also got thumped by Stockport when I was looking at it and thinking, oh, the manager wouldn't last long. Yeah, yeah they've high investment. Rooney on high, high wages. Yeah, underachieved, really, there. So, yes, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think we're playing there, but um, we'd have probably got a point. So that gives us one more important Barnet. Yeah, uh, a couple more bits of news. Sad news from uh, from Tunbridge Angels. Uh, Peter Brown, a long-standing supporter, uh, has lost his long and brave battle against a, a, a tumour, the club say. A long-time supporter and good friend to the club and everyone involved. Uh, when he retires, spent many hours at the club putting his building talents to great use, constructing with his son Dave, the PA announcer, the media tower, terrace bar and tea bars, as well as carrying out much-needed repair work around the ground. And on match days, ran the turmeric tea shack with his wife, uh, Mary, a lovely man, and condolences to Mary, Dave, and all his family and many friends. And the club just finished that uh, very short statement by saying they will, will want to come together in some way to remember Peter when the time is right, and further advice will be given uh, regarding this. But yeah, we just echo those uh, those condolences to, to to his family. Sounds like a, a, a real nice chap to have around the place, Matt. Yeah, I think Tunbridge as well. You probably would have seen him out and about. So yeah, really sorry to hear about that. And one of the things I'm thinking as well is when football clubs come back, I'm going to email Dave with that from this you know I've lost somebody not through Covid but recently and who was a supporter of the club I love that I think it would be great on the first game that 
the clubs can do something to celebrate the fans that maybe have died in this period, either from COVID or other uh, reasons, it'd be really good to sort of show the respect for the clubs can do it. And I will, I'm going to, I'm going to write to Dover and say, can we do something um, for the first few games of the season to the fans that have lost in this period who never see their team play again? Yeah, I completely agree with that. Actually, yeah, and it would be a, a, a fitting tribute, and as you say, a, a wonderful uh, because we had there has been so many uh, horrible losses over the past uh, year. Um, I can't. I, I, it's all just unfathomable that this has been going on for a year now. Um, but here we are. Uh, one final piece of news as well. Uh, Margate is a story you've never heard before, Matt. Planning permissions up for debate next week. Uh, quarter past five, apparently next week, next Wednesday, uh, there will be a planning meeting uh, to discuss the plans for a 120-bed hotel, new stands, club offices, a retail shop and a car park at Hartsdown Park. Uh, so we should probably hear what, something what, what, about that. What is it? Will it be approved or...? I think it has been recommended, from what I've read on, on Facebook, it has been recommended for approval uh in the council report uh which i do have something in front of me uh the hotel the development would result in economic and social benefits from the creation of hotel and uh, would l- result in the loss of some o- open space um this area has been approved for development before it's currently being covered by plant permission which could be implemented at any time furthermore the trees that have been recently planted limit the function of the space as a playing pitch uh, the buildings will result in a visual change to the surrounding area. Large development could currently be constructed on the start under previous uh, consent. Uh, so basically said, therefore, it's recommended that the members defer the application for approval subject to consultation with the Secretary of State. So I'd imagine there's a long time still to go in this, yeah. but it looks like Margate will finally get sort of some sort of approval. Um, All right, uh, good luck to him on that. that. Yeah, well, we'll have to see what happens. Well, yes. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. We'll follow this story with interest, John, as we have done over the last 20 years. And finally on Margate, a really good article uh, in the Isle of Thanet news, uh, newspaper this or website this week uh, with Ryan Day, the former Margate uh, media manager, uh, absolute hero uh, and very, very funny chap who obviously uh, has been having a lot of problems with his site, if you're not aware. And there's a really good article on the Isle of Thanet news talking about him uh, and everything that he's doing and, and, and some... Um, a, a, charity fundraiser that is happening for the Kent Association for the Blind at Margate, um, which will be, there'll be a 5k and a 10k run and asking for people to, to support that. So hopefully people will. And if you do get the chance, read that article and, and Ryan is a, is a great lad. Uh, I don't know if he listens to these podcasts, but I hope he does. And it, nothing has ever made me laugh than the day he got a speeding ticket. That was very, very funny. Uh, very, very amusing uh, day in my life. Anyway, um, that's pretty much it for the football chat. I've not been well, mate. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, in what format? Well, I mean, there's not really a lot of things I can say to that won't make it sound absolutely disgusting. In the week this podcast got put on Spotify, I really don't want to get removed for discussing it. But um, we had, shall we say, a stomach bug uh, oh went through the house, and uh, we both had it. And genuinely, over the weekend, we barely got out of bed, and it wasn't because we were celebrating our anniversary; it was because we genuinely couldn't function. Um, still not quite over it to to be brutally honest it's been nearly a week for Hayley now but uh, yeah it's not been a a pleasant week shall we say Um, yeah yeah it's not been it's not been fun we're we're just sort of getting back towards eating regularly now it's been that sort of uh, that sort of thing you just you know one of those ones where you just don't feel like eating because you know what's going to happen yeah oh dear you don't know where you picked that from then no no I mean 
I don't go far. Hayley had been into town, so she thinks she probably picked it up there somewhere uh, and then gave it to me. And yeah, but no, it's been grim. Oh, it's I been really good. We, we haven't even watched that much on the telly. I mean, obviously, a lot of it's just been about that absolute nonsense interview that everyone seems to care about, um, which I really don't. Uh, and any of the fallout about it, I'm not bothered. Uh, and people who do care, well, good luck to you. But really, if that's the biggest thing you've got to worry about, then I'm really, really pleased for you. Um, obviously, watch Unforgotten, uh, even though it was not on at the right time. Uh, and getting ready for Line of Duty. Uh, which yeah, starts, Lloyd, yeah, nothing, yeah, no, yeah. Well, we've oh, I've, um, one to your honor, oh, yeah, one episode, yeah, of that, but um, that's supposed to be good, yeah, that's on our list. Have you watched yeah. Bloodlands? Are you watching that? I've seen the first episode, yeah, but what, what I've been finding, my wife's been falling asleep like half past eight, so that's you, like, mate, it's not nothing to do with the time, no, no, yeah, yeah, that's probably that. And I was, are you asleep then? Yeah, yeah. so then bang goes on BT Sport, and I watch <laughs> some sort of random football rather than watching the programs I should do because if I also watch them, she'll want to watch them as well, so. Um, yeah, so yeah, not much has been going on really. So I can take the dog out today, but as oh, it's chucking out with rain, we're not going to because well, she's got to learn. Yeah, but <laughs> when, it, when I went home at lunchtime, I um, opened the door and she saw it was raining and went straight back in. So I think we were, we'll try and make it a bit more exciting than our first trip outside. Yeah, it's a bit more than it's chucking down with rain. So that's that's the excitement. So I'll inform you how we get on next week. Dog, Brilliant. dog walking. So uh, on there, but no, apart from that, nothing's nothing's happening. A bit like the National League. I'm keeping a low profile. Absolutely. Well, then uh, you can find us on social media. Well, we try to keep not a low profile. Uh, we're on Twitter. How at do we get on Spotify? Do you have to approve that? Oh, I just had to do some just RSS feeds and stuff like that. But yeah, I did it. And uh, we're on Spotify. So yeah, so you can now find us on Spotify. If you search Kent Only Podcast on Spotify, you will find us. That's very, very good. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well, at Kent NL Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, search for Kent Only Podcast. And we will appear. I'm at John Phipps 81. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Tommy Warrell and, uh, and Matt Smith for their time. Uh, glad we were able to get some interviews for you in the end. And we promise to do a little bit more preparation and make next week's show uh, a little bit better than this one has been. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, well done if you've got through this far, because this isn't our finest work. And we'll We'll speak to you all next week on the Kenoni podcast. Will we have a resolution by this time next week? Please join us on Kenton League podcast as we talk about the National League for the 867th week with nothing happening.